Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson, president of Unpacking It Ministries. Really excited to be joined today by David Pollock, college football analyst, and he, he just shared so many tremendous thoughts with us about college football, but, but really more importantly, about life and faith and his perspective on things uh, is just really encouraging. So I think you're going to love the interview uh, that I did with David. Stick around at the end of the conversation. I'll give you a few thoughts about what stood out to me the most, and, and hopefully that will be encouraging to you as well. I uh, do want to encourage you to check out our website, unpackingit.com. Sign up for our weekday email devotional uh, that we call Unpack This. And then also, I'm excited to announce that we have a brand new resource from Unpacking It Ministries called Fantasy Football Fellowship. So go to fantasyfootballfellowship.com, check it out, and basically we take you from the draft to the championship and provide you content that isn't only fantasy-related, but it also relates to faith and life and it's content that you can use and, and go through throughout the season with your league. So it's set up for commissioners to lead the discussion. Uh, we've got questions and, and sessions that basically take a fantasy topic and then relate it to our lives. And so we've got a book and videos. Uh, so be sure to check that out, fantasyfootballfellowship.com. Really fired up about it. We've been working hard on it, and I'm really excited to share it with you. But right now, let's jump into our interview with David Pollack. Our guest today is a top college football analyst for ESPN, and you can see him on College Game Day every Saturday during the fall. He played his college football at the University of Georgia, where he won the SEC Player of the Year Award and was also recognized as the top defensive player in the nation. He was drafted in the first round of the 2005 NFL Draft by the Cincinnati Bengals, and in 2008, he retired due to a major neck injury. He is a husband and a father of two and does some great work with the Pollock Family Foundation. I'm thrilled to welcome David Pollock back on Unpacking It. David, thanks for being with us. How are you? I'm doing great, man. How you doing? I'm doing well, and of course, I'm, I'm fired up that, that football is, is coming back. Uh, but I want to hear how the offseason was for you. What, what was the, the best part or what was the highlight from the offseason? Uh, the highlight is always uh, coaching the kids in, in all the sports. We have a uh, eight-year-old and a ten-year-old, and both of them play basketball. Both of them play, you know, baseball. One plays softball. I have a boy and a girl, so we, me and my wife, coach them softball and then basketball and then football, and so that can, takes up a lot of our time. And then summertime, you get the lake time, and now it's cranking up, and, and and you could smell it. Now it's now it's football time, baby. Now now it's go time. Everybody's getting excited and. We have uh, we have a whole season of football to talk about and watch. That's right. Well, so w what kind of coach are you? Now you're a football guy, but what do you like on the softball field? Well, it's, it's fun. We I have some beautiful pink socks. You would love my pink <laughs> socks and my pink hat because that's our that's the name of our team. So I love my it. wife is the is the head coach. I'm her assistant, so I do what I'm told. Ooh. And then her dad helps us coach. So it's kind of a family affair. It's really cool that we all do it together. But me and her dad wear pink hats and pink socks and. Uh, we do a lot of a uh, lot of lot of treats and a lot of fun and bows in their hair and colored rocks and all kinds of crazy things and we have we we enjoy it man we we have a lot of fun and now listen that doesn't mean we ain't trying to gouge your eyeballs out I mean we're we're trying to win bro I don't care what age it is we're <laughs> the the end result is trying to get that dub but 
we uh, we definitely have a lot of fun along the way. That that's really cool. David Pollock with us right now on unpacking it. And, and so I I saw on your uh, Twitter feed that that you were tweeting about a, a country concert in Atlanta recently. So so who all played at that concert and and how was that? It was solid. Now you have to refresh me on which one it is because my wife takes me to about three hundred a year. Oh, is that um, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She makes me go to a lot of country concerts, but. I believe that was uh, Aldine and Combs, Luke Combs and Darius Rucker, or Hootie and the Bloodfish, Darius yes. Rucker. Um, but no, we 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 see Luke Bryan every year. We go to Mexico every year to watch, to see him. Um, my wife goes to even more without me. Thank God she went to Shania Twain without me. Um, <laughs> but we we literally go to see all the main country guys, Kenny Chesney, every year. We, we go to a lot of country concerts in the all season. That's one of my wife's favorite things. She loves to travel and she loves to go to concerts. So I love to travel and go to concerts. Very cool. That, that's awesome. Do you have a favorite then? Who's, who's your, your favorite uh, country music act? It's hard to beat Luke. I mean, Luke's, Luke's always – I'm buddies with Luke Bryan, and he's always been really good to us. And I just – he puts on a show. Kenny's, Kenny's awesome. He always puts on a show. It was fun seeing Luke Combs this year. That dude can sing, boy. He – he definitely can sing, but uh, I've seen we've seen Darius Rucker. He's awesome in concert. He's awesome. Uh, we've heard we've heard a lot about the next on the list is Keith Urban. We've heard a lot about him and heard he's awesome. But we actually that's one of the few probably in country music that we haven't seen. Man, I'm I'm a big Darius Rucker fan, so that's that's my guy. So uh, I saw him a couple awesome. couple years ago, and you mentioned Hootie and the Blowfish. It was awesome because he played all those songs plus all the Darius Rucker hits. So it was a tremendous concert. Yes, that's better. That's the one you want to go see. You want to go see Darius Rucker so you hear all of his songs and him talking a lot and him doing his thing because he's one of the most talented in the business. Absolutely. No, it's a ton of fun. So, all right, so we, we shift gears. We have a, a fun summer and, and enjoy music and family and all that sort of thing. And so now you're, you're gearing up for college football. And, and I'm just curious, what, what is your strategy when it comes to preparation and, and how do you practically get ready for a new season? For me, it's just a team-by-team team basis. You know, we're going to see a lot of these teams throughout the year, so it's just getting to know the teams and getting to know the issues and getting to know the newcomers that you think will have a big impact. But um, it's not a there, – there isn't some formula where I, I used to – I have to figure out a bracket of this or that. I, I want to know everything about Georgia. I want to know everything about Clemson. I want to know everything about Bama. Like Alabama, Jalen Hurts thing that just came out. I think that's an important dynamic to follow. When do you ever have drama in the media with Nick Saban? It never <laughs> happens. You know, and so you got something like that. Another thing, too, is now you're, you're a teammate. Well, I, I know one thing. The teammates are always watching how the coaches treat the players. Mm-hmm. That is universal across every platform. This guy's 26-2 and two as a starter. Are you alienating him and not – paying him any attention because he's not doing anything for you now and you got another guy that's coming in players will watch that so i think you follow all the hot topics obviously urban meyer good lord i think everybody's going to be following that one um but we just we just try to study as much as we can watch as much tape know all the players that are coming into season know the uh, know the strengths and weaknesses of all the teams and kind of have some predictions in your head about what you think is going to happen yeah, so are, so are you spending time watching high school film or what about uh, spring camp and all that sort of thing? Are you getting some of that footage? What, what are you looking at? Well, I think not, not high school because I don't care about what they did in high school, but you yeah. can watch spring games. You can, you can read about spring games. But that we, we air a ton of those spring games, so it's easy to watch you know, those. But I think more importantly, going back and watching last year's stuff too, like Bryce Love, for example. I think he's, 
you know, one of the best backs in the country. What do I see when I put my eyeballs on it? Yeah. What makes him great? What, what, what can he improve on? Like when I study Bryce Love, Bryce Love is super fast, super quick, under, or, you know, underrated power. He's got good power. He breaks tackles. Um, doesn't catch the, doesn't catch the football out of the backfield. Why? Why doesn't he? You know, is that a tape idea for me in the future? You know, defensive line with Clemson, one of the best in the country. What do they really do well? What what can Colin Farrell get better at? What can Austin Bryant get better at? What can Christian Wilkins get better at? What can Dexter Lawrence get better at? You know, what? how would I attack them? How come Syracuse could beat them? Hmm. What would I take from that Syracuse game this year that I think I would expect to see against Clemson? Kelly Bryant versus defenses like Alabama really, really struggle throwing the ball. He's not going to see many of those defenses. What, why did he struggle? What didn't he see? Just refreshers like that that, that keep you really focused on, on this year's season and the guys that you're going to see. Love it. David Pollock, our guest right now on Unpacking It, college football analyst for ESPN. And, of course, you can see him on college game day throughout the season on Saturdays. And, and it's, it's one of the best shows. Seems like you guys have a blast. And so I, I'm curious, though, what do you like to do when you get into the college town that, that is hosting you guys for the, for the weekend? What, what's the schedule like? Do, do you get some, some free time to, to really soak in the, the atmosphere outside of being on TV? I think you can if you want. Um, you know, I bring my I bring my son and one of his friends every other weekend. Cool. So, whatever town we're in, then you know we we've, we've done different things like laser tags and rock wall climbing, and we'll find something to get into. You know, Thursday night uh, that we can we can find in that town that's really fun. Go to a movie, do something like that. And then Friday's a grind. I mean, Friday's meetings in the morning for about four and a half hours. Uh, you do college sports centers, college football lives, more sports centers, and then you're then that night you really got to prepare for the show the next day. Mm-hmm. And you know if I'm going to pick a game or if I'm going to do a breakdown tape, I want to make sure it's perfect for the for the next day. And so you'll be in your hotel room, you know, more studying than anything else. You're not worried about about seeing the town on that night. And then Saturday it's go time and do the show. And then Saturday if you stay, you, you're taking the game. Sometimes we'll fly home. Sometimes we won't. So. That's kind of the schedule every week. Oh, that's a blast. I'm, I'm jealous, but it sounds awesome. And so we love, love watching you and the crew uh, every Saturday. David Pollock with us. And, and so last time we had you on the show, we, we talked a lot about your, your story and your faith. And, and I was just curious, how much does your faith impact your opinions and, and perspectives on some of the stories in college football, especially when they're about integrity and, and guys getting in trouble and that sort of thing? And then how do you... Uh, decide how open you want to be about your faith while on TV. Well, I think your faith is is everything. Your faith is in in every walk, every way, every situation you have. Your faith is is something that's going to come up, and how you view things, and how you look at uh, different aspects of your life, how you judge things. Now, one thing that's I think critically important for me and my job is, you know, my job isn't to fire anybody. My job isn't to you know, uh, judge people. My job is to kind of tell you what I see. And mm. just like the Urban Meyer, it's a situation where, you know, that's a tricky subject for a lot of people. Yeah. And, you know, I'm never going to be the type of guy that's going to fire anybody because I'm, that's not my job. You know, my job isn't to say, I think he should be fired and start a riot and stuff like that. I'm just supposed to tell you honest opinions and be truthful and have integrity. But listen, with all the stuff that comes out about, you know, college sports and, some of the stuff that goes on, it, it happens a lot. And 
I think my my thing is I don't want to be a part of anything. But if I get an opportunity, more is always more is caught than taught. And if I can be somebody that lives my faith and you see it and you go, man, that guy's got something different. And, you know, I want that. And that's that's my goal is to try to make sure I live my life in a way that people say that that is different. Amen. That's that's the right answer. I love it. That's awesome. Uh, so on the other side of just kind of how you formulate your opinions, you also played football at Georgia. They were in the championship game last year. And so how has being an analyst affected your fandom and, and how you approach covering the school you went to? Yeah, I think it's a hot topic always in Georgia because I got people that are pissed at me all the time for <laughs> how do you pick against Georgia? And I thought Kirby Smart answered this the best. Me and him had a speaking engagement in Statesboro, and I and he, he squashed this so beautifully, and I'm like, I'm stealing that. Kirby, because somebody asked me, like, how do you pick against Georgia? You went there, they did so much for you. And Kirby goes, oh, wait a minute. I coached at Alabama. I coached at LSU. When I played Georgia, I wanted to beat Georgia. I tried to kill Georgia. I tried to play in everything I possibly could to beat Georgia. That didn't make me a traitor. That, that made me somebody that had a job that was employed and had a job to do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, bro, that is beautiful. That is awesome. <laughs> you just you saved me a lot of time. But listen, I went to Georgia. It's the only team I cheer for every time they play. Cool. No matter what, I always want Georgia to win. Um, but at the same time, my job is to tell you what I like or what I see, what I think is going to happen. And one of the things, one of the ways you learn in anything is by watching. And I'll never forget when I was watching people on TV and deciding this is something I might want to do. The people that drove me nuts were the people I knew that were going to pick their team no matter what, because yeah. I started tuning them out. Hmm. I stopped listening to them when they, they would start talking about their team. And I'd be like, ah, oh, Homer. <laughs> I'm not going to learn anything. They're just going to tell me they're going to put their pom-poms in their hand and they're going to shake their pom-poms. And I was like, I refuse to be one of those people. I want to be one of those people that every time you listen to me, I'm going to give you truth and I'm going to give you what I think. And so sometimes it, it causes problems with Georgia fans and they get upset with me, but I, I, I don't care. I'm either going to be called a homer or a, a, a traitor. So I'd rather be right. There you go. That's my goal was just to get it right. Well, I appreciate guys who are honest about their team while not letting go of their fandom. So I appreciate you saying, hey, I want to see Georgia win every game. I'm still a fan because sometimes I feel like analysts or or broadcasters go so far the other way where they go, "Ah, I don't even want to cheer for them anymore. So I think you've got the right perspective. And as a a viewer and as a fan, I I can appreciate that. So that that makes sense to me. Yeah, no, that's that's good stuff. Because I always think about Mike Wilbon at PTI. Like we know he's a Cubs fan, we know he's a Bears fan, but when they're not playing well, he'll he'll tell you. So that's yeah, that's and that's what you want to hear. You want to hear the truth. Th- exactly, David Pollock, our guest right now on Unpacking It, college football analyst, and, and we love talking uh, sports with, with guys like David Pollock, but we also love hearing uh, what God's doing in their life. And so it, it's been a little over a year since since we've talked, David, and, and I'm just kind of curious, maybe. How has your faith grown, uh, and, and maybe what has God been teaching you uh, most recently? Well, you know, I think as you get older and, and as you have kids, one thing that's abundantly clear is, and, and the Bible obviously talks about it, iron sharpens iron, so does one man sharpen another, Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen. I think you just realize it more and more the older kids get. You realize who you're hanging out with. You realize what accountability means. I think you're less sensitive about accountability. And 
I got a couple of buddies that I do different things with. And one of my buddies, a couple of my buddies that we pick books and we read books and every week we're texting each other what we about a certain, we have to read one chapter a week and every week we're holding each other accountable. We're sending observations. You know, one thing I've done with uh, a couple of my buddies is a character study on people in the Bible. And that's mm. what we've been doing now. So we'll take David for the whole week and we'll just send each other a nugget a day on David and about his life and how he grew up and, not just about Goliath, but about, you know, David, David found out he was going to be king, you know, 20 years before he ever reigned as king. And, you know, just finding out about Moses. And we did, a, we just did, we just did Moses a couple of weeks ago and about his life and how, what he was born into. I mean, you talk about somebody that faced some adversity at a young age, dude was given away as a baby floating down the river, you know, I mean, so, you know, what the name Moses meant. So I think there's a lot of things that, that we've that I've done over the past, you know, year, past couple of years, but big thing is accountability and finding people that will, will in your life will shoot you straight and not just tell you what you want to hear. The more people you get around like that, I think the more fruitful your life becomes. And, and how do you get to that place or how do you find the right guys? What's kind of that, that process for somebody listening today saying, all right, I want to grow. I want to, you know, study the, the Bible with other people, but, but how do I, how yeah. do I do that? And, and how do I, get to the place where I'm even willing to open up about that and to be encouraged to do so? Well, first of all, I think we all know when somebody's got something a little bit different or somebody's authentic. Now, listen, I'm not saying you can't be fooled because I have been in my life too, but when you're around somebody that has that joy and you can feel it and it's contagious, uh, you, you got it. You, you figure it out. And those are the kind of people, I think everybody needs different people at different stages in their life. And, I think it's important to have somebody that's a little bit older that's walked through life and screwed a lot of things up that their kids are grown and they might give you a few nuggets along the way that, um, that, that really help you. I think you also need somebody that's in the same stage of your life that has kids that understands the struggles that you're going through that right now, the here and the now, you know? So, and then I think you need somebody that, um, you're, you're, you're pouring into that. You're, that you're living, that you're, that you're helping them. It's a, it's a Timothy and Paul type of thing. You know, you need somebody that is needs your guidance that needs your help that needs you to pull them along. So I think it's different finding those different people in your life and the different walks that can help you, but you can feel when somebody's real and somebody's authentic and try to stick with those people. And, you know, listen, we all have to, we all have to have accountability. And my wife does it with me a lot. Like she'll, hit you in the face with something and say, you know, you might want to think about working on this. And the older you get, I think the better you are at handling that because the younger days that might've led to a fight. Um, but you just kind of grow up and you kind of mature, man. It's so good. David Pollock with us on unpacking it. And, and I'll, I'll echo the, the importance. I, I just started a, a group last couple of weeks, two other guys, and we're going deep into each other's lives, holding each other accountable very transparent, and, and it's, it's been extremely encouraging to me. So I hope that uh, people listening today uh, will take some of those steps to, to surround yourself with those types of people. Uh, it's huge. The, uh, the last time you were on the show with us, I, I asked you about advice for newlyweds because we were talking before the summer. A lot of people get married in the summer, and, and you talked about the importance of love languages. And so this time, uh, it's my fifth-year anniversary coming up, and so I was just curious now, you, you've been married 12, 13 years or so. Uh, do you remember anything specific from that, that fifth year benchmark? And, and do you have any wisdom to, to pass along kind of from that, that timeline of, of marriage? Yeah, I don't remember much from five days ago. Um, <laughs> so, you know, 
seven years ago, obviously, is, is a tough thing. But I, I, I think when you're building when you're building your life together, I think it's important to understand once you start to get in five and six and seven and eight, we're changing. Like we're always changing. And last year we talked about love languages and figuring out, you know, where that is. But you also have to understand as your marriage grows that your spouse, you know, when they're 20 and 21 and 22, 23, 24, when they're 30, it's a different animal. The way they feel about themselves, their love language might change and you change. But if you keep the core values the same, if you can put God first and if you can put each other first before you put the kids, and that's one area that I think a lot of parents fail. I'm, I'm around that a lot. And I see a lot of kids come first. Kids are more important than us. And I mean, I, I walk, we, we do it all the time in our household. And I'd be like, who's my favorite? Who's my favorite in the house? And then I'll be like, mommy. And I'm like, yep, mommy comes first. Love you know? It. And, and so I think having that, having that and understanding that, listen, we're going to change as we, as we gray and as our energy level drops and as things start to uh, shift and your body starts to change, you got to realize that, that they're going through the same thing and they have struggles and we got to kind of understand what they're going through and what we're going through and understand how we change together and how we can be there to support our partner. So good. Great wisdom from David Pollock from ESPN college football analyst and, and David, as we, as we wrap things up, we, we love to do a segment we call Tap Drill. Basically, five quick questions just to get your uh, initial thought and, uh, and get to know you e- even a little better. So uh, we'll, we'll jump right in. Fire away. Let's go. All right. So what song is the most embarrassing song you won't turn the channel for when it comes on the radio? Bro, I don't care. I'll listen to anything. Back, <laughs> back, Backstreet Boys, NSYNC comes on. I have no problem singing it. So I don't. Embarrassed is not really something that I feel, but I'm telling you right now, we've been we've been jamming to the greatest showman soundtrack. We've oh. been we've been rocking that at the lake. We, wherever we go, we sing that. All our family sings that like crazy. But I don't, I don't, I don't really care. You can put on whatever you want, and I'll sing it. I like it, and no reason to be embarrassed. That's a tremendous soundtrack. I'm right there with you. All right, so what's uh, you've been mentioning? You've been going through different books of the Bible, but what is your favorite book besides the Bible? Oh, besides the Bible, I thought you were going to ask me my favorite book in the Bible. That'd be James. <laughs> James is my favorite, most practical. Yeah. I think most realistic, like a lot of things that are very applicable to our life. Best book outside the Bible. Um, you know, I've done a lot of John Gordon stuff. The Carpenter was really awesome. Yeah. Um, a lot of parallels between our life, how we should live. John Gordon's Energy Bus was really, really awesome. That was a great book for me. And that, that kind of went along with what we were talking about earlier about surrounding yourself with the right people um those are good nice i've got i've got the i've got the carpenter one uh on my shelf so i I gotta dive into that one it's awesome it's awesome very cool i heard him speak recently he was he was fantastic all right what who was your favorite athlete growing up favorite athlete growing up let me think i think reggie white was somebody that i identified with in the teenage years that was probably one of my favorite guys. I actually have some of his in my basement, a big picture of him. I don't have many pictures of many people, but Reggie White was a dude. Oh, legend. Absolutely. All right. What's the best movie you've seen recently? Best movie you've seen recently. We don't, we don't watch a ton of movies in theater, a ton of new, but the greatest show that we just talked about that. Yeah. That was gangsta. I mm. mean, that was awesome. <laughs> Phenomenal. I love that movie. We've watched it like seven times as a family. It's so good. I, yeah, I can't wait to watch it again. All right, last one. What old school technology do you wish was still being used or, or maybe something that you have fond memories of using when you were younger? 
Nintendo. Nintendo. Give me a Nintendo. The the original be or, amazing. Or Super. Uh no, the original. Give me the original Nintendo with Super Tech Mobile and that was that was awesome. These video games now are a little bit more complicated, but they're still fun. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I love Fortnite. Um but I remember the old school Nintendo is pretty awesome. Very cool. I'm I'm with you. Well, David, man, love catching up with you. Really appreciate you joining us before the college football season. And I know it gets crazy for you. So enjoy it. And uh, thanks for uh, being a great witness and, and being willing to share your faith here on Unpacking It. And uh, just wish you the best moving forward and look forward to another time to, to catch up with you. Awesome. Have a good one, brother. Man, he's got energy. He's one of my favorite guests. Really uh, always love talking to him and, and glad to talk to him right before the season. Can't wait for college football to start. And my big takeaway from that conversation is what he said about uh, accountability and having a small group. And it's something that, that I mentioned in the interview just briefly that, that I started a, a small group a, a couple of weeks ago with, with a couple other guys. And we meet at my house and it's just three of us. And basically on Mondays, we just want to get together, share what's on our, our hearts, our minds, What's going on at work? What's going on with family? What we're struggling with? What they, you know, each other, how we need to hold each other accountable? What's really going on? Going, you know, beyond the, the surface, going deep and, and being able to encourage each other in the faith, what we're learning, what we're studying, what God's teaching us. And, and so I just love that, that he, you know, spoke so confidently and, and just affirmed how important that is uh, in our lives. And so, if you're looking to grow in your faith and you're looking to you know just have deeper relationships, I think it's something very valuable to explore and 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 really ask God to bring the right people into your life or or take the leap of faith to to ask a couple of buddies to say, hey, let's get together for for coffee, breakfast, lunch, dinner, you know, whatever it may be, uh, and let's just whether you go through a study or not, that's fine. Uh, you can go through fantasy football fellowship. Uh, or or take a book of the Bible and and study that way, but I think what what today's message really is about is find some guys that you can be accountable to, so that they can point things out and say, "Hey, man, I, I noticed this that's going on. You know, what are your thoughts on it? How can I maybe point you in the right direction?" And 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 bringing stuff up personally and saying, "Hey, I know this is a weakness in my life. What do I do?" So I just think it's awesome and, and appreciate David's thoughts and perspective on that topic and just wanted to, to hit that home one more time. So uh, thanks for listening to the Unpacking It podcast where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Check out our website, unpackingit.com, and we'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast.